Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy here, Player X of the Semi-Limited Podcast, and we are just tuning in for another episode of the pod, guys. I just want to thank you guys all for tuning in and listening every single week, whether it be for one day a week, two days a week, you're catching all of our social spots, you're jumping on all of the exclusive content that we have on our short-form platforms and whatnot. No matter what it is, I appreciate all you guys showing love and making us the fastest-growing TCG podcast uh, in this side of the States, I would say. With that being said, I have another installment for you guys of the pod today, and we're going to be talking about all the things that happened over the weekend, February 17th into February 19th. So crazy things went down. But before we get into that, as usual, guys, you already know we have to go through all the plugins. So speaking of all of them, first off, We'll be talking about going to the link tree where you guys will be finding it in the description box below. You'll be clicking on it and then a tab will come up with all of our social sites, all of our distributors, any way to get access of us or the podcast. You guys can go ahead and click on that and uh, basically be a part of our community. We'll be doing another giveaway when we hit 100 members on Discord. We'll be giving away a box of Phantom Nightmare. We are like, uh, I think 89 or 90 right now. So we're 10 short. I'll be sure to be marking it down and social blasting it. But I want to make sure you guys get the chance to get these cards that you guys might want to put into your decks if you don't already have them and or maybe sell, trade, get you an extra couple bucks to show you just love for just showing us love. So once again, link tree down there, join the Discord because we'll be doing the, all the giveaways from there. Speaking of Discord, shout out to our podcast sponsor, Unplugged Gaming. They would like you to check out their Discord server, also linked in the description box below, to be a part of all their TCG communities. They're a great spot out in Mainly East New York. They're very, very cleanly, very friendly. I love going out there, talking to all the staff, and uh, make sure that if you guys go down there yourself, be sure to mention that the Semi-Limited Podcast sent you, and you'll be sure to receive some sort of hookup, because they do love to fuck with us, and we love to fuck with them, so... And our last announcement for the day, uh, we'll be catching Brad, a.k.a. Mr. Perfect, live streaming on Twitch every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it'll be basically on the Twitch, which is att attached to our Linktree link. So go down there, you can click on it and catch Brad's channel right there. He is there every Saturday night, whether it be deck building, crafting, whether we're playtesting for OTS Championships, which will be coming up soon. Uh whether he's master duel grinding doesn't matter he's out there doing god's work so be sure to catch him live streaming again every saturday night 11 p.m on twitch and be sure to interact with him too because we'll uh talk every week about what go on, goes on and what happened and it might end up on the friday night wrap-up so with that being said guys let's get into today's episode and although it might be a short one i just wanted to keep everyone informed on some of the hype that has been happening over this weekend starting it off let's talk about the huge tournament that went down all over the weekend named probably be the tournament of tournaments uh we had the konami sponsored quarter century championships for 2024 now this event was a three day the three day event uh and it included three different tournaments that were basically went uh one on day one and then this, well, two on day one and the other two uh, one happened on the last two days uh but we had three different tournaments one of them being the second annual master duel invitational we also had the seventh annual Duel with Lynx Invitational, as well as the most anticipated event of the year so far, the 2024 Undisputed UDS Championships. For those who don't know, the UDS is a series called the Ultimate Duelist Series, which has been going on for a while. 
Uh, they recently stopped running the series because of Crush Card virus, let's just say it that way. But it was an exclusive tournament that you had to get invited to participate in. And it wasn't like a regular invite where like you just go to a regional or you go to a YCS and just win one time and then you get invited to go. No, no, no. You had to be a very high-level duelist, constantly placing in regionals, constantly taking down high events in order to even get a sniff to be invited to a prestigious event like this. So the UDS series was closed because of the crush card and they hadn't really opened it back up or talked about it since uh, until they announced that we were going to have the 2024 undisputed UDS championships. Now the event was crazy. A lot of flash, a lot of style, uh, even down to the streams where the event were really, really gr great, really savory. Uh, and of course they saved the best for the last uh, to complete the stream. Uh, they had the most sought after tournament at the end. So they started off with the annual Duel Links and they played the Master Duel the same day. I'm pretty sure Jesse Cotton, uh, Ape Team APS Paul, and like a couple other guys on that team won. And then they had the UDS Championships on uh, the second day of the event. Now, this event was 16 of the UDS Champions that we've had before in the past. And they all went for head-to-head -head in uh, all-out winner-take-all two-day tournament with some of the best players to pick up a card, giving it their all to take down the event and crown themselves the undisputed UDS champ. Because there's a lot of winners over the years, and now we can finally find out who's going to be the undisputed, no-holds-barred, no-questions-asked ruler of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kingdom. So, with each participant from the UDS, uh, they also ex received an exclusive red and black leather playmat with the UDS stamp on it as well. I'm pretty sure the monster on there was Black Rose Dragon, I want to say. And it was it was really, really beautiful. It was really nice matte, very, very clean, very shiny. Uh, it was leather, which I really liked. It was like not like the uh, rubber ones that you would see for like your usual Konami mats. It was a very, very exclusive matte. And uh, they were fetching for like over $5,000, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, one of the players had listed theirs up after the day one was over and they didn't make it into day two and uh i saw some crazy offers for it so hey more power to you but that's a little crazy for a play map to me uh but getting into the actual gameplay there were six rounds on day one and two more rounds on day two for a total of eight gruesome high level high pressure rounds before a champion was crowned after the end of day one only four players remained in contention which was jeff jones on uh fire king snake eyes in first place Andre Torres on Brandon Despi on second place. Juan Andrade for Andrade. Juan Andrade on Pure Snake Eyes. And Jesse Cotton on Fire King Snake Eyes. The final four face off in a glorious fashion before inevitably Jesse Cotton walked away victorious and put an end to the discussion with the best Yu-Gi-Oh! player of the year. I'd like to commend Konami for their phenomenal job on the stream and uh, especially this time around, because everything was really great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, great to watch the whole event unfold. It was great to watch the highest players in the game, like Xu Ping, Jeff Jones, and all of them competing at such a high level. And it kind of put a lot of fire under people. I think they were like a little motivated to play. I know that other higher tier players were taken to Twitter and other social media to basically express how they were feeling and how like they were the fire was lit underneath them. I know Polly Aronson was uh, cheering on for Jesse and all them, and he wanted his people to win. So 
it's just to see everyone come out and get so amped up for this. This was great because this is what Yu-Gi-Oh really needs, and this is how you get better as a player watching the greats go at it uh, in a format like this. A lot of people were complaining that a lot of the, or majority of the decks were Snake Eyes. I think the only like weird decks besides Snake Eyes was like the Branded Despia deck. I know there was a Flunderese deck. Uh, I think I heard someone playing Centurion, uh, but you know. It was more than likely going to be taken down by some level of Snake Eyes or some level of Fire King. And it just so happened to be that Jesse did the best job out there. And I loved watching his gameplay, learning a couple things. Even Jeff Jones playing in uh, new cards like uh, Phantasme and Nibiru. Uh, we saw a lot of new tech cards in the side deck, especially cards like Monster Reborn, Foolish Return. A lot of different things that were unexpected to say for this tournament so great job to everyone who participated congratulations to jesse for walking away with another uds win and possibly the best one of all with that uds ring looking nice on your finger i guarantee you that so kudos all around to everyone participating and to the event itself it was great and i, I loved watching it uh but speaking of high level tournaments konami's also dropped a new piece of info on us to clamor over uh, and that being the revealed locations for the WCQ season for 2024. All roads lead to nationals for any Yu-Gi-Oh player that even remotely thinks of themselves as competitive. And with the disclosed cities finally announced, people are starting to prepare. Uh, let's just say that the list here is actually quite beautiful if you look it down. So starting from top to bottom, we're going to have the three uh, for the NA or the American WCQ. So we should have... <clears throat> June 21st into June 23rd will be the Central America WCQ, and that'll be going down in Mexico City, Mexico. Up next, we have June 28th to June 30th being blotted out for the South American WCQ, and that'll take place in Lima, Peru. And then finally, our NAWCQ for North America will be right here in our very own Austin, Texas, July 19th through the 21st. So that's about every weekend, back to back to back of YCSs. And I'm pretty sure all of them were streamed last year, with the exception of, I think, the South American one. I don't think they streamed Rio. But uh, I'm basically hoping that they would change their ways and get to streaming one of the South American ones as well. Because although they're a little bit more on the budget side, I do think that they have a, a bunch of good duelists. And they deserve the same representation that a lot of the other guys get. So... It is gearing up to be a wildly beautiful competitive season for Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and I can't wait to see how it all ends. And I'm not even talking about just the locations for these events. I'm talking about the formats for them. Uh, we're about to enter what probably one of the most chill or accepted Tier 0 formats that we've had in a while. I'm pretty sure every time we get to a Tier 0 format, most people leak clamoring and complaining and uh nitpicking, yada yada, all this. But like this seems to be the first Tier 0 format where people aren't so much in a predicament as far as complaining about what the decks do how the, the strength of the deck the power of it like although the deck is strong we still can see other decks compete like branded like centurion and decks like that obviously uh but even if you're playing like uh variants like there are volcanic variants there are pure snake guys fire king variants uh, you name it uh, rescue ace variants if you play a level one fire in any way, shape, or form, or any capacity, you're probably going to be seeing some sort of Snake Eyes packages in that. So I do like how, even though it's a very, very narrow format, there's still a lot of, like, diversity pulls within it. So I do like that it's staying a little bit fresh and a little bit 
new for us and that we don't get stale before we get to the WCQ in July and be like, wow, I'm so tired of seeing Snake Eyes out there, but you never really know. And then the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about the news going on with the uh, revealed alternative arts that we may be getting in the TCG's version of the Chronicle side. Uh, with these new alternative arts for the Charmer Links, I think all of them, Hida, Asa, uh, Dark, Lina, all of them, they're all getting reprinted in a different alternative art. IP Masquerina comes out in this alternative art along with uh, Appalooza. And then even iconic cards from the past, such as Monster Reborn and Soul Exchange, all are catching the alternative art reprint wave. And then to add on to that wave, we are now adding an alternative art Raigeki to the list as well. Although I'm a big fan of these alternative arts, because personally I do enjoy seeing different versions of cards, just to kind of get a little bit of variety, a little you know flair, a little bit more personalization to your deck and whatnot. Uh, it kind of seems a little bit redundant just to sprinkle them over these sets like every once in a while or even in Lost Arts for that matter. Uh, for the effort that they're putting in, they might as well just create a side set with all of the alternative art cards uh, so that way people can get access to the cards that they want and need and as well as the player base and the secondary market can fight over what's the higher value, what's the highest printing, yada yada. But at least people can get these cards in their hand and they're not having to fight over, let's say I uh, wanted an alternative art right Geki and I go to go crack this case open or whatever, and I pull an alternative art, uh, let's just say Monster Reborn. It's not the one I quite want. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit upset, but like you can make a whole side set where they're just all reprints and they're all alternative arts. So that way people don't have to fight and clamor over trying to get the one specific one they need and they all have access to the ones they want. So, yeah, but that's just my opinion, right? You know, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> But with all that being said, guys, we're starting to run out of life points. I just wanted to bring up this info for you guys. A little bit of a small discussion over the UDS that happened basically over the weekend. I'm, I'm loving that we have this fire format and everyone's getting geared up and ready for it. A lot of innovation coming out of there with the higher level players starting to get involved in the format as well and taking things to a whole new level and I'm here for it. So love it. Before we start running out of life points, guys, just wanna remind you guys, go back down to that description box below, click the link tree link, follow all the social sites. We're doing a Phantom Night box give giveaway uh, for when we hit 100 Discord members and we will be giving that away through Discord. So you have to be a member and participate on our Discord to be a part of it. While you're down there, Unplugged Gaming's Discord in Manlius, New York. You can go down there, click on it, be a part of all the TCGs that got, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Lorcana, Digimon, One Piece, it doesn't matter. They got it all down there and they got all the cards in stock. So go down to the shop in Manlius, New York, check it out, and then tell them that the boys over at Seminar Limited sent you. And then if you guys are doing nothing on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you guys can go out and check Brad, who's streaming on Twitch. Well, he will be doing his live feed, whether it be just Yu-Gi-Oh! training, Yu-Gi-Oh! deck building, theory, crafting, whatever it is, you guys name it, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! related, and he'll be getting into it. So be sure to check him out every Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And with that being said, we'd just like to thank all of you guys for listening yet again. Another short episode for you guys, but that just means that next week's episode is going to be a little longer. So check out the episode at the end of this week. If not, then uh, beginning of next week, because we just got over. Uh, my birthday was last week, and we were partying like it was 1969 out there. So it was a crazy time. So I apologize for not getting you guys your episode on Friday. But I was a little hungover and a little torn up from the floor up. I was on news. 
uh, from my music. I was enjoying my birthday party. I was spending time with family and friends. It was a great time. So I just wanted to keep the good times rolling before we inevitably had to get back to work. But now that we're back, baby, we time to strap in and get to it. So appreciate it for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Semi-Limited Podcast. I am Player X. Thank you and good night.